Welcome to House of the Dragon, <laughs> episode two. Cheers. The Rogue Prince. What you drinking? Diet Coke. Mm. What you drinking? Great Polypop. What did you think about the second episode? What did you think about the theme song? Can we start the episode with that? Because yeah. that's top of mind, top of the episode. We waited all week in anticipation of what that might be. Plus like a million years wondering what the exactly. next Game of Thrones show would do for an intro. Very I'm similar. dying to know what you think. Um, I liked it. I liked the blood. Because I think it's more obvious that blood unites all those different sections than anything else. Mm-hmm. So it was like that more visceral version of the thing before. What did you, what did you totally. think? Totally. I agree with you on the blood thing. I thought that was cool. I'm not sold on the theme song at this point in time. I just like, when I first heard it, when I first heard it, I was like, what? Are you guys hearing what I'm hearing? What did you hear? The theme song. Like the like you heard the original Game of Thrones theme song in it? Or like, what are you saying that you didn't like? It was the same song. Yeah, it's close. It's really close. But it's like 99% close. It's like, it's well, I just hummed it. You want me to do it again? <laughs> we, uh, we'll spare everyone. Yeah, that was the intro. I was just shocked by that, to be honest You couldn't with you. expect them to go that far off, though. I thought they would. After, really? Well, I just... And maybe that was wishful thinking on my part, but I just felt like the episode started off so strong last week. And I know we didn't get a title sequence last week, but the episode started off so strong. Yeah. And the music was such an unbelievable part of that Mm -hmm. that I felt like we would have more whispers of maybe some of the other themes we've been seeing as part of the theme song. What are you supposed to call it? But instead, we kind of got basically the same thing, which it is what it is, I guess. I'm curious to hear what other people have to think about that. But I, you know. You wanted it to be different. I want it to be different. It's a different show. Yeah, I kind of did. Which, you know, going into it, I might not have. I'm surprised by how I felt about it. But I guess I was just shocked that they seemingly have been veering so hard into this is a different show kind of thing. And now we're going to tie it all in with with the same song. Really similar intro look as well. I thought that was interesting. I liked the blood, though, what you were saying. Yeah. I totally thought that was awesome and exciting, but that just took me Blood back a little. Blood is exciting then. <laughs> well, I think it makes a good point. I mean, papyrus colored stone. This is about blood. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought I thought that was great. I just, I guess, was taken aback a little. That makes sense. Yeah, the music was really similar, but I expected it to be because mm. it's been like uh, spinoffs of the original mo- motifs so far. But, totally, but like redone. Yeah. Breeder, breeder. It seemed like it was breeder, it was so close. I could, what listening to it for the first time, <laughs> I could not even tell the difference. You know what I mean? Right. Personally. Uh-huh. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. So, so we're fresh. That was off the beginning of, of the episode. The viewing yeah. of episode two of Hot D. It literally ended maybe like six minutes A ago. Ten minutes ago. We just watched <laughs> it. We've been retweeting Owens as much as we could. And I'm curious what you thought about it. I didn't expect it to end where it ended. I was like, whoa, that's where we're ending it. I didn't either. We've been talking so much amongst ourselves this week about how fast everything seemed to be progressing in episode one. But episode two was really centered around one main conflict of who Viserys was going to marry, essentially. 
And that yeah. seems to be like what 99% of the conversations were. Yeah. It really, really slowed down in pace. So instead of talking about that in the scale of fire and blood, as far as the sake of the conversation of the show is concerned, how do you think that fits into an episode two? Based on this as if you could at the most compose yourself as a first time viewer of this, but also in the context of everything else, what do you think? Like, how do I think they did it? Yeah. Do well, I think they yeah, did a good job? Yeah, do you job? like it? Yeah, and like, do you like it as a choice for an episode too? I mean, you know, when you put into perspective how important of a choice it is, which I think they did a pretty decent job of showing how important of a choice choosing a Valerian would be for this. Yeah. Politically, strategically, there was so many arguments that in order to for Viserys to get a hold of the realm again, he needed to make this strategic choice of marrying a 12-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. And their little walk and talk was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. It was so awkward. It was like them showing their true colors uh-huh. to everyone that's watching. Like, we yeah. know that this is what it is, uh-huh. but this is what it is. It was one of the more naked, uh, outward showings of their own feathers it was that like the awesome. game of thrones universe does yeah. to their wider audience they totally. were like look, look at there's no filigree there's no strange music to like make you feel a certain way this he is even, exactly he what even you think leans it should in be is like ask her to repeat something yeah you know and like exactly. it just like added to the weird yeah. tension that's, and awkwardness that's what's different i don't feel like we could have done that with another king other than viserys right like <laughs> I, marjorie wasn't younger than, than joffrey but the match was really fresh mm-hmm. but he still was able to take it seriously enough to be like yeah i'm the king right and i think well first off she was an older gal than him well they were closer in age i mean she yeah. was older than him but they were much closer in but, age like than she Lena seemed like and... she made more sense to be married to someone for some reason oh, for sure because and she he was... was more comically yeah. a king than viserys is like totally. all right my wife just died we've been trying some things i already have a daughter we've been Who's doing this for a while you? i'm nine years into my reign and now you want to introduce this situation to me it was so well just the culmination of that. So there was this like subtle narrative. I guess it wasn't so subtle narrative throughout <laughs> the episode about daughters having to do the bidding of their fathers. Mm-hmm. And we heard Allison and Rhaenyra talk about it. And I, it's very clearly shown when Lana is talking to Viserys because he's like, did your dad put you up to this? Like your dad asked you mm-hmm. to memorize this, right? And so I thought that was an interesting thing to weave into that whole conversation. She just she's so young next to him and he's so old. Yeah. And he's not interested and he's a weirdo and he just wants to be with his little figurines. And um but I thought that I thought that taking this whole thing slowly was a good exercise in showing how well Viserys is able to hold on to the to his rule of King's Landing because it highlighted some of his weak points, not just in you know Damon taking over Dragonstone, but um, his you know need to kind of strengthen up some of those relationships and not be so one sided like he kind of has been, and even with his own daughter, kind of sh- helping to shore up some of those situations, and so. I thought the marriage question was a pretty good backdrop to highlight some of those weaknesses, but the whole dateline moment is everybody is <laughs> calling is it right now on Twitter. It? Yeah, dateline. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Well, so. Why don't you have a seat over here? <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> He's like, "Are your parents home?" <laughs> oh my god. So, I mean, what did you think about it? Well, with how slow it was, specifically to that scenario, I think that the fact that Lena's parents signed off on it so. Vehemently, or I was going to say voraciously, but vehemently, uh, 
it's hard to talk real crap on that as a political move or as a move at all inside of that universe. But mm-hmm. outside of that universe, I think it's pretty obvious what we're supposed to feel about it. <laughs> right. But there really aren't any good options offered outside of that, which I found surprising. Because even with what we know who have read the books or what people who've just watched season or episode one of season one will know that Allison is probably uh, one of the least better setups for that situation. I thought it was strange that there was no other potential opportunities for Viserys to go down right in this episode because you would think that I mean the queen's been dead for a while and there somebody I can't remember who made some comment about the fact that the queen's been dead for a while and so yeah. that makes King's Landing weak because definitely long enough for for Damon to set up shop as much as he has right. on Dragonstone for people to kind of notice and see the absence yeah I guess that is and I also Way to simplify that but I think it worked the way that they described Damon just being a Dragonstone guy now so. and taking an egg as far as the TV show is concerned. Between episodes, that's a pretty good between episodes take on well, the especially lore, when Especially when they are highlighting how much time has passed with him yeah. death. It kind of really it makes smooth sense. compared to what we've seen before, I think. I, I don't agree. think a lot of people watching would have a lot of questions about it. I think it, it might be because it's just they don't really have a lot of apologies. And also there's not that many characters. So it's like we were in a latter stage of GOT where most of the characters were dead. Right. And so it would just make sense that you're going from one situation to the other and you wouldn't have to justify every single chronological moment because there's less people to juggle at that time. Right. What did you think about that? I thought, I mean, the last we saw of Damon, he was jumping on the dragon with Masaria. Right. And so it felt too, to me, like it was a smooth transition. It just went from like one to two. Yeah, it was a smooth transition. And and again, kind of in the context of Viserys is losing grip of the kingdom. Yeah. Damon is already, you know, he's been doing this thing for a while over here and you haven't done anything about it because you're mourning your wife and you don't know how to talk to your daughter and you and Allison have been playing figurines and <laughs> I think all of those kinds of things. I think they Bedtime they stories. highlighted the scope of time pretty well. You want some diet so, coke? I really do. Thank you. This was weird to me. That's so good. I didn't expect it to go as disciplinarily slow as it did Mm -hmm. for the second episode Mm -hmm. i'm not turned off by it but i am surprised i'm right there with you tell me what you think i'm right there with you surprise i'm not turned off either but i'm not i feel like a little less hyped than i did (laughs) at the end of last episode not and i don't think it's a bad thing yeah but it felt really slow it was really statecrafty. Yeah. Just, we were talking about it on our midweek episode. We were talking about how it seemed like, you know, upon a couple watches and probably on our first one too, we were like, there's a lot of small council in this. And there still was more. There was a lot of small council. And, yeah. You know, like oh, the I same amount. You know, it's so annoying. There was the same amount of small council. Yeah. And Kristen Cole, I was so excited. This episode is going to be Kristen Cole's that's episode. That's the thing, though. Chris Cini was awesome in this episode. But he was again. barely in it. He was in it for three seconds. Maybe that's why he was so good. All right. You didn't get a time to men, see him. Take your texting lessons from this conversation. Basically, that's it, though. I mean, he stuck his neck in both the last episode and this episode in an amount that I feel like has been a remeasured version of who Christine's character would be deep down because we know what he turns into. Sure. And we know how he turns into sure. it. And the fact that he's coming into it like this seems like a such more 
true tan skin, sweaty, muscled version of the real thing rather than something that we might be mistrustful of, which, no spoilers, might make it more tasty mm-hmm. in the end because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it's so is kind of pulling him in almost. But also he's doing it on his own. Totally. It's like but in a, a lack way. of any other option, really. He made Damon laugh. He made Damon LOL, which I thought was awesome, yeah. on the, the Bridge of Dragonstone. I can't remember exactly what he said, but they were Damon said something along the lines of, I don't remember your name, which is the best diss always forever. <laughs> Asking somebody what their name is that you absolutely know their name. And he says something along the lines of, "I'm the one that that knocked tr- you over yeah, or something, exactly. or maybe you would remember if you da da da." Yeah, Damon laughing at that was such a good. I love how he's he's basically saying game recognize game, you know, yep. respectfully. Yeah, and oh, man, that's jumping to a whole other thing. But I felt like Damon, on the whole, when it came to his family, I was really once again gladdened. Is that a word? He just oh, sure. he puts on for his brother even when he's moving against him. What do you why do you say that? Well, they were having that end end of the episode conversation with Corliss. Yeah. And Corliss is kind of taking some digs at Viserys because he's been snubbed for the marriage of his daughter. He's been snubbed about the stepstones. He feels snubbed like at the Great Council. At the Great Council, he feels like his house is in trouble and no one's coming to help him. And he's kind of digging into Viserys and Damon says, Only I can do that, essentially. He says, Stop mm. knocking my brother. This is only I get to say bad things about my brother. He didn't say that. It was a much more subtle. But I just continue to be loving how much he is supportive of his family line, regardless of... There's a lot of respect there. And we saw that, too, with Rhaenyra. There was a lot of respect between them um, when she, kinda, she came in to sure. take the egg back. There's just... Damon is the rogue prince... I'm rolling my eyes. (laughs) But he plays the game in a way that isn't dirty. He's not a dirty player of the game. I think that might like, that might might make people like him right now. I think so too. He did all that stuff in the first episode. It's hard not to like him unless you're Masaria. She's like, (laughs) you told them we were pregnant? And also the other stuff that you can't do. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I think that. That's probably more of the magnifying look that we're supposed to take away from this. But let's just borrow ourselves the perspective of book readers for mm-hmm. five seconds. What do you think about the way that they're sort of zooming in on those relationships? Because for me, the way that I see it, this episode really is a Rhaenyra Viserys Damon episode. A hundred percent, yeah. And so on episode two, we're already, I mean, it's called House of the Dragon, but there was so much set up. There was private scenes with Otto and Allison, or at least one strong one, but scenes where they were the number two mm-hmm. to the number one of a Targaryen. Mm-hmm. And the Allison and Rhaenyra scene was... That's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. she was at least number two to, yeah. to uh, Rhaenyra. Right. It seems like it's clear that it's about what they choose and do It's so obvious. It's about what they choose and do. So I'm curious. I mean, I guess whenever we're trying to do this without spoiling uh, TV-only watchers, so how do I say this? Whenever the greens and the blacks consolidate, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess the high towers will borrow some of that 
focus that we're getting in the second episode. 100%. I saw that line really heavily drawn, starting to be drawn in this episode. Such a bold move to make it so statecrafty. Yeah. In the second episode, though. I agree. I agree. And it seemed like an even more heavy. Posturing. Heavy postured, just like an anvil being like, dunk move on this episode by ending it the way they did with just a conversation with Damon and Corliss at the campfire at, at the fire at uh, Driftmark. That too like and a heart, like a solar conversation. Like, whoa, you guys didn't even try for another big mm, on your second outing. This is a pretty confident move. It's, right. it's like a DVD collection. It's like a season two, season season three kind of move. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting. But we were talking about before this season even started that there must be a lot of step zones in this because we just have been seeing so much in the trailer also right exactly there's that there's there's those battle sequences that were because we're probably not going to get we tweeted out a picture of crab feeder as the main image yeah we did because we're probably not going to get some of the um dance major conflict that we know is coming which i don't know if that's necessarily a spoiler for non-book readers so a big war that they can really have is going to be in the stepstones and those kind that kind of footage and i like how they kind of cut away a couple times to what was going on there i thought that that was a really cool way to put that out but i don't remember exactly why i was talking about that but basically just highlighting what you're saying which is the two of them having that bold conversation so early on in the season Really just is drawing the line between the greens and the blacks. I also felt like um, Rhaenyra leaving immediately after he left the small council with the whole Allison marriage thing. That yeah. also really highlighted that, that division. A pretty big foot down. I felt what? like that was really bold of Viserys to make that call without even seemingly talking to Allison about it. Yeah. I mean, he kind of nudged, he kind of floats the idea. I love yeah. that scene. He's like, Man, I gotta marry someone. Yeah. And she's like, whoever it is is gonna think you're cool like I do. And he talks to Rain Rain. So they didn't talk at all. You get that impression. I don't think so. And then she, you know, he talks to Rainera about I gotta marry someone else, and she yeah. agrees. That was a pretty t- touching convo between them after she comes back from Dragonstone. But so it's more it's more about less about his choice, more about the fact that Allison put herself in that position enough that they didn't talk about it, that she's probably storming out of the small council chamber about. He, her dad is marrying her bestie. So who is that she is... more offended by, her dad or her bestie? Both, probably. And she's probably a little heartbroken. So you got to go right to Dragonstone. Because I think that Viserys, it seems like he made that call right then and there. Because they get that long shot of him yeah. looking out over the yeah. city. What am I going to do? I think he probably didn't like the taste of uh, Corliss's ambition in that moment. No, I don't think so. That's a, such a shame. I wish there was at least two or three more, maybe just at least two more suitors thrown in. Mm-hmm. And maybe it lasted another episode. But I understand for speed. I understand, but also— And to draw the line between the groups. Yeah, you got to draw the line. But did you like it? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't—I don't really know. It was so quick. It was all so quick. It was, it was all, all so quick, but it was also so really slow. Was it? I mean, the whole episode was centered around this these one this one combo. I guess you're right. I do agree that it would have been nice to have some other people thrown in because last episode we got so much of King's Landing. I felt like we really got to feel and see more of, scope. of court, more of this just people out there, and we really didn't get anyone else that we didn't already know in this episode. And so this it was very much zoomed in kind of on these specific conflicts, which isn't a bad thing necessarily. I just felt 
I am, I'm agreeing with you that there could have been beefed up a little bit more instead of because there's no way he would have just had two choices. Women are probably throwing themselves at him for sure. I think that there's a problem of time and how much they're trying to fit it into this first season. Mm-hmm. That is the reason why we didn't get like three or four more garden scenes with Viserys or something like that. But I would also say, how much do we really need? We've been watching too much, you know, Love Island. Right. Where they I only had one like, chat. I like that. <laughs> they only had one <laughs> right. chat. Only a little. They didn't some, even have any banter. We need some royal grafting. Yeah, he didn't graft enough. I mean, I guess the whole, th- he and Allison have been hanging, obviously, for six months. I guess we're supposed to to believe so they've been grafting, but he didn't Harder. even he didn't give Lena a chance more of how to be a queen. And of course, he's not going to give Lena a chance. She's twelve, right? And I know but that it also in that, makes sense. He did give it a chance, and she did, I, I think, do a good job. She did of that. great. If it wasn't for Allison, what else? I mean, based on show canon, what else is there in this scenario? That's basically what I'm saying. The fact that he was given such two clear options and then had to choose one based on the vibes at the moment, but also based on the ambition of people that was around him. It, it all seems really uh, on rails to me. Pretty on rails. On rails in what, in what just way? Just like that there was only one direction to go, so we're just going through it. Sure. So like if a, if like a game or something is on rails, like you're playing it, you know, but you can't really affect Explore. it. You're just doing the best version of what was given yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you go to the next thing. It's like, oh, you beat it, you go to the next thing. Instead of like... It being you choose which whichever way you explore, like you said. I think that makes sense. And I think that the reason why they're doing that is because they want to make the lines more clearly drawn between the greens and the blacks. Because okay. last episode, it felt like it was going to be a little more subtle. And there was a lot of conversations without any conversations being had because there's a lot of great eye contact between literally all the characters yeah and this one that kind of drove in a little bit harder into this is the party line and now we're actually seeing some real conflict with what's happening in the step zones with damon taking dragonstone with viserys having to make this decision about his marriage and so there's actual real conflict that's going to divide people's personalities but it just felt so and i don't think that that's a spoiler of us Knowing that because we know there's a conflict. Obviously, there's a conflict. We yeah. know that that there's going to be one from the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious about that. And I'm curious about how they're going to handle things like Allison and Rhaenyra's. Like, is this going to be a big enough divide between them? Or are they going to be able to overcome this moment together? I mean, the way that Otto talked about it in this episode, if people weren't aware of the potential pushing forward of his agenda before, just from a guess, they, they will now. be now, that it's not a, just about the fact that Rhaenyra was named the successor to the Iron Throne. It's about all the possibilities that are made outside of that. So mm-hmm. the point that you were just making, I think that we're probably going to see that as a, a major focus of episode three. Especially after the conversation that that Rainier had with Rainey's about yeah, for the sure. fact that whoever her dad marries is going to produce heirs, period. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. yeah. yeah that's the idea that was basically introduced to everyone. We were all mm-hmm. kind of thinking it, probably, and mm-hmm. of course people that know, know, but it didn't seem like that was an obvious 
pathway for Allison in the first episode. And we're already in episode two, and we can see that as a pathway that she will go down based off of what Rainey said, based off of your own intuition, but also the fact that there's not that many options to choose from. So it seems like episode three, I don't know how much time we're going to jump forward in that episode, but we'll, I mean, if if this was based on statecraft, basically, and the idea of a person marrying Viserys to create a new disruption to the succession that was nailed in at the end of the second episode, that there's going to be even more disruption to that succession, obviously because he's chosen someone to marry, but now because it was someone that was our BFF in the first episode that only a couple weeks separated, we're going to go right into that shattering of the beautiful crystallization of that relationship. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll probably be the focus of the second or the of the third episode based on the way that the second episode flowed. Um, I don't think that that's a bad thing. No. But it's kind of crazy for it to be so fast and also so slow at the same time. I agree. It's not a bad thing at all. I'm just in I'm it's it's curious to me. It's intriguing to me. I just Yeah. What's intriguing to you about it? I don't know what I was expecting to feel this episode. Mm-hmm. So, I don't want to color my own vibe of the day maybe into how I took the episode potentially. Yeah. yeah. I just, you know, I didn't <sighs> Did you expect some kind of combat or something? I didn't expect combat. I just expected we had so much depth in episode one. I was blown away by how much life and depth and everything. It was pretty electric. It It was an unbelievable episode. It helps when there's a tourney and things are good and no one's fighting. And it's we kind had of exciting, some, I guess. Yeah, we had some pretty good moments in this episode. Rhaenyra landing in Dragonstone was pretty cool. I yeah, loved cool. the conversation that Rhaenyra and Alicent had, talking about being daughters, being pawns, basically, as a women and as daughters. I thought that was a really cutie moment between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I thought we got a lot of development in Viserys and Rhaenyra's relationship. I thought that the... um Lena thing made me LOL, and I really like. It was so quiet. <laughs> it was. I just it was when so he, when he when he asked her to. I know I've already said this. When he asked her to repeat what she said, it felt so raw in a way that made me feel really uncomfortable in a fun way. In a way of man, I love when TV makes me feel something. And then I also really liked the Rainey's Rainera conversation. It was really tense in a way that I liked between them about. What was going to happen? I like how that sprung out of the Lena and Viserys conversation, and just that whole tension between them. As as Rainey's or as Rhaenyra says that remake of the "I'm going to break the wheel" line, which is what it is, and you know that she can't, and you know that she can't. (laughs) I thought that so because there's so much going on. That's the way I feel that way. But maybe maybe she can in this show, can but the way I felt it just felt futile based on how everyone's. Desires and aspirations don't seem to really be panning out. Maybe that's how we're supposed to feel. I think so. It just feels too clear in episode two of how things are going to go. Well, isn't that how Fire and Blood feels, though? Especially based off of the fact that we're like eight or nine chapters in by the time we get to this timeline. Yeah. Where we just kind of see how everyone's big ideas in the moment and how they compare to the actual hustle and flow of power dynamics actually 
factor out. For sure, but I want the subtlety the whole way. That's that's why we're having a TV show about it. Yeah. I don't need the retelling of beat by beat. I want the I want those conversations that I just highlighted. I really liked those moments. And I'm not saying I didn't like the episode per se, but I just felt like it lacked in a in a in depth and in subtlety and in I don't know. You need. I don't. I would say scale is is what you're talking about. Probably, but I don't know. Probably that lacked in episode one. That doesn't mean it was bad, or that they can't continue to do great, or that I'm not loving House of the Dragon. It just is really hard to come off the heels of an episode that just, frankly, ruled. Knocked it. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Maybe the theme song being like that just really threw me out of it for a second. Or maybe I'm just being a hater. Who knows? I'm still hearing the music from episode one in my head, to be honest. But like that might have also been what they chose for the intro music. So that might be part of what I'm confused by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking right. forward to a second watch. But I feel like as far as conversationally, how to talk about everything that happened in the second episode, it's pretty easy to get through it. Totally. I don't think that's a bad thing, but it's kind of crazy. Uh Usually there's so many different little branches off that we should at least go, hey, what about this? Or, hey, what about that? But it's pretty clear. I mean, Damon took an egg and uh, show cannon. He's taking Saria on for a wife and he's giving the egg to his unborn child, both of which haven't <laughs> happened yet. He invites the king to his wedding he in two days. invites the king to his wedding <laughs> in, in both of which it hasn't happened yet. For some reason, Otto <laughs> is sent all the way to Dragonstone with a retinue. <laughs> For some reason, don't go. I'll go. Damon has a retinue of gold cloaks of the city watch with him. Uh, I would understand he would have some of them, but not enough to be scary to the realm. And uh, Rhaenyra also surprisingly travels to Dragonstone to handle the situation, of which obviously with Valyrian. And I mean, just first off, a hundred percent that scene, the way that Rhaenyra is able to cut through the chaos and to speak. Targaryen to Targaryen. I think, if anything, that it seems like what the show is trying to do is show the breadth of all the people that live within their orbit and how succinct the actual blood actually flows between them. Like what Damon said in the last episode, that blood, that the Targaryen blood runs so thick. Mm -hmm. And so that even if they're in a standoff on a bridge, a tiny bridge from their ancestral seat, that uh, it's able to be quickly diminish the fires able to i do too it's able to be equalized and made into a better situation because there's like-minded people around to be able to talk to you about it and the only person who's not on board with that is viserys he just doesn't get the message yeah but also i don't think that he would necessarily stop rhaenyra if she was able to describe it as well as she had i mean he's raised the daughter that has the gumption to do as much as she does so he's not I don't think that he's not iron-fisted because he's weak, necessarily. I think he's weak in the regard of an, of being an iron fist. But I don't think that he's weak in the regard of the regard of weak. No, it's just he cares too much about what Otto Hightower has to say. I think he respects what Otto has to say. He does, but in a way that in this episode just felt so clearly like he was leaning more on that and that interest than... Because you think about the argument that Corliss was making about mm-hmm. how... They've been with the Targaryens since before the Targaryens were even a thing. The only thing that they didn't have is dragons, but they've been around. They've yeah, they've got the blood of old Valyria. Let's keep that strong. That's I, a good argument, right? But but we don't have a scene of of 
court of uh, Otto going, marry my daughter. Which we did get in Fire and Blood, didn't we? Or okay. I guess there's more of a – maybe I'm misremembering, but isn't there more of a – does does Viserys just marry Alicent simply because he thinks she's a cutie? Or? I think it, we're all meant to think it's within the same canonical situation. So based on the ideas that we got from Fire and Blood, as far as I know, Alicent had a presence as a young person with Ja Jaharis, uh, the person who was in the oh, the episode one, The Great Council at Harrenhal. In 101 after conquest and she's been around and he's been around he was a transitional hand as well that has been doing a good job for a long time so he's treated the way that Viserys treats him because of some kind of an earned uh, point of view yeah someone that deserves that kind of respect so I think we're meant to gather that from that last episode the way that he told Allison to squeeze her way into Viserys's point of view. He's, he that's reiterates that again this episode. That's the move mm-hmm. that he made yeah. instead of it being as straightforward as Corliss did. So Corliss did it less subtly. In more a Corliss way. In a more Corliss way. <laughs> especially with the confidence of being the wealthiest and most interesting, Most, I mean, really, based Truly. on their, their, their money and their, their naval power at this point in Westerosi history. He doesn't really have to skirt around the edges of it. He can say, I'm offering up this person. Take it or leave it. And it's such you a, should probably take it. Right, because it's such an intriguing... In every other scenario, would be like a exactly. definite take it. But I think that as far as Viserys is concerned, based on his uh, romance with his station, with the time that he spent being king post-job... Lena's 12, his wife just died. Allison's Not that long ago. He's kind of sad. He's already he's already named an heir. I don't think it's as much in his head. And so when he smells blood in the water or smells some kind of plan, he's probably more resistant to what that plan seems to have been. Sure. And so the only plan that's been spoken out loud in the show canon that we've seen is out loud from Corliss. So sure. he's like, eh, that guy seems like he's trying to get something. And so he's pushing away from it. So funny because it just feels like a no-brainer from our perspective, knowing how things play out. It just seems like such a huge blunder. Because imagine Is if that he, what you would do? Sorry, what were you going to say? Well, no, I just no. imagine if he marries Lena. Well, we then, talked I think about it, this. I think it would go the way that Corliss thought it would go, well, we, honestly. Yeah, and we talked about this in when we were reading the Fire and Blood chapter, yeah. where basically just, why do you have to, I mean, okay. Marry Lena, she's 12, in the conversation, she, 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 how many years you got until she's not even twenty, bro? Well, he she's like, "What did your dad ask make you say?" And then she says something like, "My mom said I didn't have to do anything until I was 14. Yeah, Viserys can get some in any way that he wants from anyone. Oh, you marriage, mean like side girls? Yeah, I mean what that marriage as the them? king. It depends on where you're from. <laughs> <laughs> marriage, marriage as the king, is about in my mind. Political alliances, unless you've got a Jaharis and Alison, unless you've got your... Unless it's part of the plan. Unless it's part of the plan, it needs to be... And even that is a political alliance. As a king, that's what it has to be about. So marry who you need to marry for a political alliance and then have all your cuties. I don't... That's not, you know, okay, in 2022, that's not the vibe. I'm not arguing that, but For, yeah. in this day and age, as the king, I just feel like it's a no-brainer. That's to why make... he's taking a walk with a 12-year-old. 
Yeah. Because it's all good. Make the political alliance yeah. that is going to shore up your... He can't resist. The richest man Listen, in the realm. That little cutie slipping in, reading him bedtime stories. Giving him his little D&D figurines. Literally. She's like, I made you this dragon. And you see him filling it throughout the episode. It. He was, oh, did he fix it? Well, she fixed it because remember he dropped it when they were having yeah, a combo. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like, man, this oh, is so, so special to his. me. He fixed one. Oh, even more. Wow. I thought she brought him a one that was made in the style of how he no, does it. She, she fixed like, one that Whoa. he already loved. Yeah, it's both are good. Okay. I get it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I get it. Otto did the Taiwan. He did the thing. He he knew what to do. I get that. I get it. It just seems like such a no-brainer kind does of thing. It, does it seem like you gather what Allison is doing up until this point? Like, did she seem she was in the small council chamber during that announcement? She knows exactly what. Why she's was doing. she there? She must have known something was about that. She must, the announcement was going to happen. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know why she was. She there. had cupbearer energy. She did have cupbearer energy. She scene. must have known that that was going to happen. But why was Rainier <sighs> not saying anything about her being there? Right. This is all moving so fast. That's what I'm afraid of. Me too. I'm afraid of it. A I just bit. don't want the lines in the sand to be drawn so intensely. I want them to be drawn subtly. If it makes sense in the scale of everything, then I'm down with it. In the first episode. Things moved fast, and there was only a handful of scenes, but it all really flowed really well. I didn't expect this episode to end with a conversation at a hearth. I literally wrote, that's the end of the episode, question mark? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so the fact that Corliss and Damon are becoming buds, which was pretty obvious from the start. Of course. Based on how they were talking Even to each other. Even in episode one, they were. It's, well, yeah. it's only episode two. I know. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is a lot. So I mean I'm 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 raring to go and ready to see that content. It's just I didn't need to see the dragons exploding or anything. We are the realm's second sons. Damon, our worth is not given. It must be made. I'd like to see that Corliss is the one uh, game crafting that though. Sure, oh, for sure. On top of Damon, I like that a lot. Actually, makes me curious, kind of what his role is going to be then going forward in that whole side. It seems that what it's going to be is that Targaryens remain as some kind of uh, a, a tool. That other influential, crafty individuals are able to steer it's like at least a Valerian at this tier. versus high tower type of pretty much situation. Yeah, but like uh, they all have their own agenda and their own goals within it. So it's like we're not getting steered that much. You know, that's one of the reasons why the Damon and Corliss situation worked out so well in canon at all because they both sort of wanted the same things. But it's nice but to we, see the game, the gaming aspect of it coming from Corliss. And does this Damon even mention at all wanting to go to the Stepstones at all? No, no. But it was so much more driven by him because he goes to Corliss in Fire and Blood, well, doesn't it, he? They, I mean, basically, but he like, approaches Corliss. It could be this though. Totally, it could be this. But they, they meet on Driftmark after he's banished from mm-hmm. King's Landing, and that's what we know. But we know that he... Yeah, okay. So this is that. It's an interesting choice, I'm saying. Because Damon really, especially after episode one, doesn't seem like a backseat baddie. He seems to be somebody who is a little bit more in charge. So I'm curious, like we were just saying, how does that play out then in their relationship going forward? How does that play out in the step zones? How does that play out... Just in Corliss's vibe. I like Corliss. He's got an edge to him that I find to be interesting. So yeah, I'm like, looking forward like to seeing how too. that develops. But he showed a lot more game in this than I thought he would so He's early. He's really showing his hand and 
showing well, his alliances. We're at the top level of it. We're t- we're we're going from king to next potential king. So this is a weird spot to end the series at. It feels like it's got the momentum of latter seasons that people might be annoyed by. And I'm curious to see what people are saying about it on the internet after episode two, because it was so much texture in the first episode, but this was really statecrafty. And I think that that's also something that people really ask for when they talk about the the flow of Game of Thrones. So this is like a weird mixture of all of it that. It is, because we like that game. Yeah. The posturing, the positioning. Yeah, for sure. And as far as these post-show conversations that you and I have, we're used to it being, I mean, for the last like six or seven years, it being like Hodor just died and it's mm-hmm. it's fulfilling a lifelong prophecy. Like we're used to seeing the scale be amplified. And so if we were coming away from, you know, a season two episode where there's a couple of, yeah. of rapers that are put in cages and now they're busted out of their cages and they might go into Harrenhal and they might run amok. And that's the end of the episode. Maybe we'd walk away from it with the same kind of energy. So are you saying that maybe this, these are episode three or four energies and that we need more development before we start making big moves because we're not behind the big moves when they're being made? I'm saying that I think everything's moving really fast because we got to get through a lot of stuff and that we're getting the speed and the the by speed i mean the the way that the speed works the way that the speed is working is that it's slower than what we're used to mm-hmm. but the time gaps are also on the far end of time gaps so we're getting the zoomed in moments that we asked for but we're also getting the passage of time being on a level that is more uh recollective of uh latter seasons of GOT so it's a strange mix well and when do we get older Allison and Rhaenyra Soon, I would have said that if the if this episode didn't end just with Damon and Corliss making uh, a a team with each other. But we saw older Rhaenyra in the coming up clips. Yeah, in the coming last up week. clips, they talked about that was actually a uh, season wide coming up. I know, and I know that I know that. So it could be season. Or it could be episode six before she pops out. I just don't think. It, I Rhaenyra. just feel like with the quickened pace that maybe we're just going to cut through episode a lot of this. Three. Early it's got to be like episode three, or episode four at this point. You don't like that? That's a BTS reaction. <laughs> <laughs> there is no BTS on the reaction episode. Um, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm along for the ride. I. I'm along for the ride. I was way more hype after episode one. Yeah. It makes sense that episode two is going to be a little bit, they got to rein us in. They got to put us on pace. Mm-hmm. We had a really, a lot of really important conversations about a really important decision that really impacts what's going forward. I just hope that in the next episode, um, I like it more. It's better. What do you think that you're looking for that you didn't get out of this one? I don't want to keep saying the word depth because that feels so cliche. Well, I like we're keep not using very that smart, over and over so there's not many other words that we can use. I know. I'm gonna look up some whatever <laughs> literary terms. I just wanted. <laughs> I just there was a richness in in. I just I want that richness from the characters that we got when we were introduced to them, and I felt like yeah. even Damon didn't have quite the same richness about him 
He had less scenes. He had less scenes, but he had less flair. I mean, he was foaming at the mouth last season. Well, he episode. was, you know, he was in King's Landing. He was coming back, and there was a new tournament. It was there was stuff to get excited about. There could have been stuff to get excited about in this episode. But it's all about consolidation. We're going to see. It, I think it'd be a lot worse for these guys I based so. off the lore of Fire and Blood. I think it's going to be part of the struggle. And I can see why they need to do stuff like this, and I can see the importance of a lot of these things. But um, I just don't feel as hyped about it right now as I. I did at the end of episode one. I think that's fine. Oh, for sure. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. So. I definitely was surprised by the credits. Totally. Surprised. I like that Lena said that you were the last one to ride Balerion though, right? About oh, Viserys. And then she asked about Vagar too. Yeah, so Vagar's on the loose. And she says, where is he? So that's interesting. Super exciting. Vigar's a she, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> Listen, the fact that I remembered her name. <laughs> Give me so, so credit So Vigar's on the loose on the East Coast. Uh, classic. She wants to be where the speed is. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever we find out a Vagar writer in this series, I'm not going to talk any more about that. That's going to be really interesting. So, Yeah. As always, I can't wait to see what people say. And I also can't wait to, to rewatch the episode because maybe I'm just being a hater for no reason. But, so you're being a hater is what you would call it. Well, I don't think being a hater. I just am not. I, I just, you know. You know, you know, underwhelmed a little. Okay. So is there anything else that you would like to mention before we move on to Owens? I have a lot of notes, but we can save this for a midweek episode. We're trying to get this out for everyone on Sunday night. I liked it. I am with you on those vibes. I was, like I said, shocked about the credits coming so soon. And I was also really warned by the fact that we were confident enough to make it so much about scenes in small rooms mm-hmm. for episode two. I don't mm-hmm. know how that's going to pan out for the whole series, but I'm willing to give it a little bit of grace. 1,000%. Because that's what I've been looking for. Yep. <laughs> and I think that's probably a good sign, Yeah, realistically. I'm 100 million thousand percent with you on that. Right on. So let's hope season three vindicates us so we're all going down <laughs> this, this torpedo track alone. <laughs> What do you think? You got owns? I got I or got one own. own. I got one own. I don't remember the so Viserys is talking in to one of his small council guys who I can't remember his name. He's a strong. I, I don't remember which strong it is, but, yeah, but he, he's, a, he's strong. a strong, yeah. Eventually is it's he gonna the, be the, the strong. No, no, that's a son. That's a son. That's his son. Yeah. Okay. It should be. I but think so. We'll see how that turns out. I don't know what's gonna be like in the show. Anyway, Viserys is looking for a second opinion and he's kind of mulling over this whole marriage thing. And so this guy is giving him a lot of stuff to think about and how this is a strong political alliance and how this <laughs> the is really only good for you. He had, yeah, the only combo he has. <laughs> Where it was like honest for five seconds in this episode. Totally honest. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> what's to mislike? And Viserys just says, she's 12. <laughs> 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 that made me laugh. So hard. He was like, you got to marry her. Keep Corliss at your side as an ally. Permanently, he's really powerful. Some small council stuff. Exactly. He's given him some good, Some good hard, small council. Real talk advice. Yeah. And all Viserys could say is she's 12. She's 12. That made me laugh so hard. He's like, I'm your, I'm your like actual realistic king yeah. within this. So owned to that moment. 
I also would give my secondary own to the Corliss Damon conversation at the end of the episode because Corliss was really hyping me up. It made me wish I was a second son, you know? He was really hyping up about how he cut his own way through the world and he's this gritty man and he can do this. And they their worth isn't given, it's gotta be made, so let's do it. That was a that was a powerful combo. A good way to cut through to Damon, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. It really um pulls on the his insecurities, right. I think. And so Right. And I don't even think Corliss needs to because no. he could just be like, I have your back. Exactly. So I wonder how their relationship's gonna thrive in the show environment. I also. built my house with the strength of my own back. I've always thought of you and I haven't been cut from the same cloth. I was or expecting something. a full cutaway to some nine voyages yeah, at that I moment. Know. I really was. I know that would have been I so really, cool. Oh my god, that would have been so really awesome. Did. You 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 hear like seagulls mm-hmm. and that cuts away to white and oh, it fades up with some like oh, smoke on the water. That would I would have died if yeah. there was a montage of him. Because yeah. I mean, Corliss, like as a younger version, Corliss did to, to tease up the the, yeah. the older people that are coming later. That would so, like, be just so opposed cool. old to young. Yeah, because he to really old. did build his house on his back. Yeah, he's seen some the stuff. He's been through of some stuff. Hundo P. Yeah, yeah, a million percent. So, um, man, that would have been cool. But yeah, I still felt been. like the subtleties behind that combo. It was all there, and so yeah, I, I thought that was great. So my second own to that, and also I want to get my third own to. All the step zone scenes, crab feeder, and just all of these mysterious yeah. moments of these people being eaten alive or eaten in some way. Because <laughs> some of them are moving, so some of them aren't dead <laughs> by these crabs and these bugs. It's very creepy, and I really liked it. It was like all bug-like. Yeah. It was like, what's real? It was creepy. The only thing that's real is what is brought to life by this compounding new life form of yeah. bugs. That was creepy. So those are my owns. Okay. My own goes to Rhaenyra for show Rhaenyra for coming to Dragonstone like she did and swooping into that moment using High Valerian and owning the whole situation. Not because she's better than Damon, but because Targaryens are, they have each other's back. Yeah. You know? And that's the for me like the best part of this so far. I agree. There's yeah. so much gamesmanshipping and I don't feel any heat toward anyone that's trying to get their own. No. But instead of feeling heat, I do feel warmth. And the warmth I feel is the love between the blood that is still holding that blood and that love and that warmth true right now. At least two episodes in. Mm -hmm. So that was fun to see Mm -hmm. her swoop in like that and to destroy the situation. Person to person, man to man. Yeah. No bloodshed. I'm the ruler. Yeah. I'm the one. I'm I'm the 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 next in line. Yeah. And do it all the way to the way, like just to cut through it. All the way. Instead of sending Otto at all, you could have just sent Rhaenyra, and it could have been not only settled but made better. Yeah, but she got to dunk on Otto, which is a great secondary. It's fun thing for that us. Came out of for that. sure. Yeah. Probably not great for Viserys and all of his wounds. No, but for wounds. you and me, yeah, no, it's good. We need more of that. See, that's the benefit of this point of view from the show outside of the books is that we get to see more of what actually made them them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it'll be bad, but sometimes in a situation like that, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Well, even Damon is probably down to for sure because he's dunking. She's dunking she's on Otto. She's wearing the necklace he got her too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so true. The whole thing is so good. <laughs> the whole thing is so good. I think they should all have each other's backs. Yeah, I think so too. You know, I don't think that the high tower should stay out of King's Landing because I don't like the it's not your territory no, po- point of view either. Totally. But I do like that we got each other's back. There's point no of view. wiggliness to use the term that you would use. Yes. There's. Uh, it's better when there's no wiggliness. It, it, that's your uncle. 
Yeah. So what's weird about that? Yeah. The fact that you guys are just trying to settle this quickly. Yeah. So I hope it stays that way. I think it's going to get a lot more confusing. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> so that's our owns for this episode. We're going to have another episode come out shortly, um, probably by Thursday this week, where we're going to read off your owns that you've sent tonight and the next few days. And we're also going to be reading off your answers to questions that we put online probably about Tuesday. And uh, we're going to talk more about this episode after we watch it a few times. So send us your own. look more at my notes next time we I go into it. I couldn't agree more. We, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram by searching for Game of Owns, or you can send us an email if you have long-winded thoughts to contact at gameofowns.com. Or you can make a tweet thread. You could make a Twitter thread, or people have been taking screenshots of their notes app and sending us oh, a picture yeah, on Twitter. Oh, yeah, just like sending a, a picture good, of the notes app. It's also a good way to send in your so what kind of long-winded stuff, thoughts. You know, Instagram is something we basically started doing uh, season eight mm-hmm. around there, taking oh, owns and stuff yeah. on Instagram. How's, how's Instagram been going? Instagram, That's been like your baby since we've been going. So Instagram, what's the vibe on Insta? Instagram is where is I feel... A little more let loose in Instagram comments than I would necessarily on Twitter. Well, you should tell everyone really quick before we go, what's your strategy right now to get oh, yeah. more Game of Owns followers <laughs> for Guys, the hot D season? I have this viral marketing strategy where basically I just, <laughs> I don't spam comment all the House of the Dragon or Game of or Game of Thrones content. I just like and reply to everybody's <laughs> You just comment once on each thing. So what, what kind of comments? Like, what's a common comment? The dragons did that. The dragons did that. The dragons did that. They did. The Hot D, season two renewal. I also been the seeing dragons a lot of, did like, that. Daddy Viserys and Kristen Cole with, like, mm-hmm. sweating emojis. <laughs> and then I keep, I've done a lot of, like, the Prince of the Cities so I don't know. Anyway, hit us up on Instagram. If you see it's those comments there. anywhere, please like them please because like them. we're trying to get any likes for Hannah outside of the one like that I just put on our account for when real. I see them. Give me some support. I'm having so much fun on Instagram, and you're also making a lot of weird little stories. Yeah, so come hang out with us over there. Yeah, Insty. DM us on Instagram too because we respond to all of those way more likely than we are going to on Twitter. Twitter, so. <laughs> Insty. Um, we're going to post this episode on Facebook, I swear to God. And uh, um, we'll be back really soon with the second episode of our second episode of Hot D, The Rogue Prince. Can't wait to get that rewatch under my belt.